addition, candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay? And coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving. Okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. There's your Big 12 Conference Commissioner right there speaking. Oh, that was in Lubbock, wasn't it? Was he there doing something? He or was, was that at the... uh, surrounded by sand Aggies in Lubbock, yes, when he said that before the year. It was after Big 12 Media Day, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, now, totally unrelated to that statement, but that game, I mean, I know we're we're looking, we're eyeing this Iowa State game for Texas. They're going on the road. Um, difficult situation. Iowa State's a good football team, 5-2 and two in conference. We all know that. Um, that Texas Tech game in Austin is, that's not just going to be a gimme, I don't think. You know, I know Tech has had their problems this year, but, you know, they've they've started to come right around, now, it feels sure. like. Yeah. yeah, got a quarterback back, which is key. Don't have their season opener starter at quarterback, Tyler Shuck, but what's this kid's name? Morton is his last name. Um, yeah. he's, he, he can play a little bit, and I think going on the road and beating a good team like Kansas, that does, uh, that does a lot for their momentum. So, yeah, I, I think yeah. Texas' best chance to lose is definitely at Iowa State, but that Tech game's no gimme. The problem is I don't even know the scenarios anymore. Just, just when we kind of had it figured out in a website to lead us to what scenarios needed to take place, the Big 12 yeah. says, well, actually. I think we just need, I think we just need, it would be nice for us if uh, Oklahoma State lost and Kansas State lost, right? Um, y- y- sure, man. Because Kansas yeah. has three losses. We beat Iowa State. And that would have us in Texas playing in the Big 12 championship game. I, I would say, like, someone texted in earlier and said, can the ref do, like, a who we should root for this weekend? Can someone put together that guide? Which, yeah, I, I know that sounds like some well, homework, right? My, yes. my, my advice is to, just for this Saturday, cheer on your own team and root against all the teams that you hate, Texas and Oklahoma State. That should be enough. Well, Before we put out the, the cheering guide – we need – let's wait until we see how many of the rules the conference is going to change to hurt us before tomorrow when they have their conference call with all the ADs. Like, once we get clarification on the new tiebreaker rules that they're going to implement, given the situation, then we'll we'll, we'll put together a cheering guide. <laughs> but until then, who knows what else until they then. change? Who, yeah. who knows what else they change? Hey, real uh, quick. I'd hate for everyone to go out and buy a bunch of – you know, Texas Tech T-shirts or Kansas T-shirts, and then us has to change it on you at the last minute. Uh, real quick, we'll get back to football. Got to give away uh, two tickets tonight to the at uh, for, to OU basketball. Texas State is who's in town at the Lloyd Noble Center, seven p.m. Uh, since we're talking so much about Big Twelve championship scenario scenarios and the Big Twelve changing the rules and all that. The first person on the text line to tell me the final score of OU's first conference championship, what was the score of that game against Kansas State in 2000? First one to text in, 405-651-3439. Going to see OU in Texas State tonight at the LNC, 7 p.m. And you're going to see a lot of points scored because that's what this basketball team does this year. I played in the game and I don't even remember the score. Least shocking thing of all time. I feel like... We already have a winner. Someone in the 405. Can, can I guess it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it, was it like 31-28? It was a three-point game, but it was not 31-28. 38-35? Net lower scoring than that. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. 27-24 was the final score. Oh, dang it. Yeah, I, 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 I think you guys – well, I know there was one special teams blunder in the first matchup between OU and Kansas State – but yeah. didn't K-State take a pump back in the Big 12 championship game? I think you guys beat Kansas State twice that year, once in Manhattan, once in Kansas City, and Kansas State had a special team score in both games. 
Man. I, didn't we also have a – well, we returned a kickoff to like the five-yard yeah, line in did. Manhattan. Uh-huh. And then I feel like we – we scored on special teams in the Big Twelve Championship, also, didn't we? Uh, was that was that a punt return as well? I don't I don't remember the the special teams score in the Big Twelve Championship for you guys. I think hands I think Lockett took one back for K State in that game. Yeah, I can hear you typing up uh, it. OU yeah. Kansas State two thousand trying to find it out. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happened there. Try to figure it out. Oh, I don't have much of a ride up here. There's nothing. Oh, we're, we're going back 23 years, so trying to find out the exact drive-by-drive summary like you can get now on the Score Center app may not be yeah. available. It does say Aaron Lockett cruised a 58-yard punt return uh, for the first kick return for a touchdown in the Big 12 Championship. This is where you call me a nerd right here for uh, remembering it. that. There you go. Nicely done. Oh, I don't know. But congratulations to Jeremy. You're the winner of two tickets tonight for uh, OU and Texas State, 7 p.m. inside the LNC. Okay, Brent Venables uh, had a press conference today, very interesting press conference, and this question was asked because of the Quinn Ewers report that he's 90% going to come back to Texas next year, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, but Brent was asked, uh, what's DG's situation? Is he coming back next year? I mean, I don't, I don't know. We... We haven't had those conversations. Uh, he's played a long time. He's been through a lot. And uh, I think a year ago, maybe uh, the talk was, you know, he had a he had a good year. You know, why would you want to come back? You know, uh, you could come back and have a bad year, but what's he done? You know, he's come back and have an even better year. But I don't know. He's played a lot of football, a lot of college football. He's Like I said, he's had to overcome some injuries, lots of uh, different types of ailments and injuries. And, uh, we haven't talked about that, though. What do you take from that? Just simply they haven't talked about it yet? Yeah, I don't know. I don't take much from it. I I don't know. I, I honestly don't don't know what to make of that. I, I guess my, my, my first thought is that with the way that he announced that he was coming back for this season – after last year, leads me to believe, or at least at that time, and and has led me to believe that, you know, this is his last year. But I, now that it's a question, I just I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what to take from that comment, other than they haven't talked about it yet. But I just I don't know. I, I've operated the entire year that it's an understanding that this is going to be his last year, and I'm going to guess that that's still probably where they're at. Well, let me ask you this. If if he has at some point come to them and said that he's considering coming back, I if that was the case, that would definitely make you want to redshirt Jackson Arnold. Yeah. I mean, that... Sure, if you sure. know Dylan Gabriel's yeah. coming back, the first thing you need to do is change your plans or, or make sure that you secure an extra year for Jackson Arnold. Um, now that doesn't necessarily mean that that is that's a that's a guarantee as to the fact that Jackson Arnold's not going to play and not going to play again next year. But if if you think that there's even a thought that Dylan Gabriel may be coming back. You you cannot burn a, a year on Jackson Arnold. Can't be a junior by the time he gets to be the uh, the starting quarterback. Yeah, there's there's just so many interesting scenarios because I, I think, and we talked about it yesterday, I think it's almost a slam dunk at this point, and if he just doesn't have two terrible games, I think he's a shoe-in at this point to be the all-Big 12 first-team quarterback. Unless the Big 12, you know, tries to screw you one last time and you know, throws in somebody else. But Dylan Gabriel is the most deserving quarterback to be first-team All-Big 12. So if he comes right. back, like if he wants to come back, do you say no to someone like that who just won that award? If you if you say yes, come back, is there a quarterback battle between he and Jackson Arnold? Because I think we all believe that Jackson Arnold has the higher ceiling of the two players. What would that scenario, though, look like going into next year if you have both of those quarterbacks on your roster? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how that goes. Um, you would hate, 
you would hate for Dylan Gabriel to say, I want to come back. And you say, okay, well, come on back. And then, I mean, you would have to say, we're going to have a legitimate quarterback battle, though. How weird does it look like if you came back and and lost a quarterback competition? After being a I mean, first-team All-Big 12 quarterback, yeah, it would be. It, I don't know. It, it, it puts everything in a really weird situation, but... You know, I I wouldn't blame Dylan Gabriel if he wanted to play another year of college football. I mean, if I could, I would I would play college football forever. Like that's it's it's the best. It's 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 never going to be like that in the NFL, like it is in college. So play as long as you can. I just don't know. I, I don't know how you handle that as a sure. staff. I, I think I, I think Dylan Gabriel would get drafted if he were to enter into the NFL draft this year. But really, the question for me is. Okay, if he comes back and plays one more year of college football, and, and I don't know if this is necessarily where the decision is going to be made. It's just more of a, of a question. Even with an extra year, how much could Dylan Gabriel really improve his draft stock by coming back one more year? Because it, it, it really feels to me that in terms of what he is as a quarterback, that's not going to change all that much in the eyes of scouts when it comes to the NFL draft. So if he comes back, it sounds like it's really about – yeah, I just want to play another year of college football. I, I I want to be the starter for a team for one more year and then go to the NFL draft. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I have no idea. I have no idea. Now, um, if what some people are suggesting, like Levy is a, uh, a, a candidate for the Mississippi State job, and, you know, he wanted to come back and transfer. I, I, I don't know. Is that a possibility? I have no idea. I, well, I think that's more of a possibility, and we've gotten this text a few times, of, well, I mean, if Gabriel comes back, then Jackson Arnold's just going to leave with Jeff Lebby. I actually think it's the opposite. If Jeff Lebby were to take a head coaching job, let's just say Mississippi State, I think it's more likely that Dylan Gabriel goes with Jeff Lebby than Jackson Arnold goes with Jeff Lebby. That would be my guess. It's, it is the weirdest situation ever to think about. I imagine this. Here's how crazy it is. We have the number four scoring offense in the country – we have the number four total offense in the country. We have the, Dylan Gabriel is the number one quarterback in the Big 12 in pretty much every single metric, most of them by a, a huge margin. Like I don't think there's anyone within 1,000 yards passing of him right now. Um, he's rushed for double-digit um, touchdowns on the ground. Total yards, like total offense, he's 1,200 yards uh, ahead of Quinn Ewers, who's number two. I mean, there's no one that's close to him. And we're talking about (laughs) them wanting to come back, you know? It's just a crazy – It's it's, it's how you feel about the guy behind him, a a lot of that. I know. And and the ceiling that he has as a quarterback. And I think this is a really good point on the text line from the 405 – the manner in which uh, they have recruited at quarterback the last couple of years indicates they are operating on the assumption that Dylan Gabriel will go pro. And that is something to remember that in this year's recruiting class, they've got two quarterbacks committed. Two quarterbacks committed. Jackson Arnold's a a true freshman. Brennan Zerbrug, along with Michael Hawkins Jr. And then even in 2025, you've got a quarterback committed in Kevin Sperry. So maybe that's not a dead giveaway, but it could be a hint if you go get two quarterbacks in the same class that you might think that, yeah, we, we, we need some numbers here because we think DG's going pro. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of true, but they needed those numbers anyway because they were so down at the quarterback position just in general. Remember, they had to, they had to bring in – Well, the Booty and Bevel in the offseason. Uh, Booty and Bevel, and then Evers transferred out. You know, so they've had a huge turnover in numbers at quarterback. So I think they probably would have done that no matter what. And because you have to start cooking in that one or more quarterbacks are have the 
chance to transfer every single offseason, whether they're starters, players, bench guys or not. Like that's just there's so many moving parts at quarterback. Sean's been pretty consistent with this. He says, Trust me, Ted, the DG haters will be calling for Michael Hawkins in twelve months, no matter what Jackson Arnold does. <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, some truth to that yeah apparently Quinn yeah. Ewers 90% chance he's uh, coming back to Texas and sometimes as a college football fan if you know uh, a, a known quarterback is coming back it's ooh, ooh if he's coming back then they really got a chance to be special next year um, I, I just kind of laugh at the thought of Quinn Ewers coming back next year it's like come on man not impressed with the kid. If he want to come, if he wants to come back to Texas, so be it, man. Oh, oh, you could handle him again, just like they did this last time. I'll tell you, man. I, I, it is. I, Quinn Ewers is a good quarterback, okay, but it just tells you how horrible they've been at quarterback. That there's some type of celebration that that Quinn Ewers is coming back because, you know, two years in as a starter and he's yet to really blow me or I I don't know, dare I say anyone else away with, with his statistics. I think he's a, think he's a solid quarterback. Think he, you know, does a good job distributing the football for him, but he's just, he's, he's just kind of okay. Like for for being the quarterback on what I'm completely pounded over the head with on a daily basis, one of the best rosters, maybe the best roster in all of college football. Well, his statistics are completely and totally lackluster if that's the case. So I don't know. It just kind of shows you how bad they've been down there at quarterback. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up here from Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC. Stay tuned. Bleed Crimson. Love great Sooner Talk. Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the both so much from the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Uh, Everything I want exists right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. Um, I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot that I want to accomplish Uh, here at Oregon. My number one priority is being elite um, here at Oregon. And we have the resources, the tools. Um, anybody that can't understand why you would want to be here at this place doesn't understand exactly what exists here, right? Like what I've said before, with a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old, to be able to raise your uh, family in a community like this, to be able to compete for uh, championships and have the ability to get the resources you need. You know, a lot of coaches hang on to these moments and they don't do anything or don't say anything, one, because they don't want egg on their face when they decide to do something else, right? Two, because they're concerned about things that I'm not concerned about, like getting a better contract. Like, I'm taken care of extremely well here at Oregon. I have the resources I need here at Oregon to be really, really successful. I'm not motivated by that. I'm motivated by winning. I'm motivated by being elite here. Um, and our players deserve my complete focus. Uh, our fans deserve the best uh, product on the field. So it's outside noise. It didn't matter before. It doesn't matter now. I'll continue to say it till I'm blue in the face. I want to be here at Oregon. Uh, that hasn't changed. That won't change. Yeah, that's how you shoot down uh, coaching rumors right there, man. That sounds like a guy yeah. that really is going to stay at Oregon, even though People consistently say, well, he really wants to be in the SEC. That's where he wants to be, and he's going to leave Oregon at the first chance that he gets. Maybe at some point if Georgia or Bama or LSU opens yeah. up, but that doesn't sound like a guy that's leaving for A&M. No. Well, just like we talked about yesterday, if anyone in his circle, family, friends, um anyone there in the office in uh, football offices in Oregon if he ever starts to even like bring it up or consider Texas A&M you slap him to get him out, like knock him out of whatever funk he's in are you kidding me why would you ever consider Texas A&M over what you have going right now I don't know if you know this coach you have a chance to 
make a college football playoff, who knows, maybe win a national championship this year. Why in the world would you ever give that up to go to Texas A&M? Anyone who suggests that he may do that is not thinking things through. Yeah. Uh, Jim in Arlington, Phil Knight, just cut him another check before he spoke. Slim Brady yeah. says, sounds like a guy who just got off the phone with Phil Knight. Guy yeah. from Parts Unknown, Lanning, oh, did I mention this job is better than Texas A&M? That's the only other thing he could have said in that moment. Oh, yeah, this job's way better than A&M, so stop asking me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, and I fully believe that Texas A&M already has their coach and has already agreed in principle with whoever it is on a contract in terms. Um, If they haven't, then they are far dumber than I would ever imagine. And And I wouldn't doubt it with those guys. And they're already pretty far down on that list, okay? Can you imagine, you know, paying out 75 million bucks and then, you know, putting your hand, all right, boys, where we go now? And everyone's like, eh, you know? I I, I can't, no, I I can't imagine making that decision. But when I think of A&M, I can totally foresee a scenario where they make that decision and there's the arrogance of, well, we don't know exactly where we're going, but come on, it's A&M. Like, well, let's start the right. job search, and people will be calling us left and right about this job. Watch watch who we get, this uh, coaching carousel. Watch that. There, right. There's a lot of arrogance there and stupidity. Bad mix. Yep. Now, I, I don't know. Some people are suggesting Elko at Duke is perhaps someone that they're, they're heavily considering. And uh, like I said, they shouldn't be considering anyone right now. They should already have, I essentially have a handshake agreement with whoever it is. Um, if you're going to commit to spending that much money on firing Jimbo El- uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher, jeez, why would I say that? Um, but I don't know, Mike Elko. He's done a good job at Duke. You know, did a good job as defensive coordinator for him. You know, he's, he's got a pretty nice little resume he's put together. Of course he does. And you know what? He probably has the right blueprint to win at a high level consistently in the SEC. Uh, he's a guy that brought pretty good defense to Duke, right? Some stability there. Uh, they're a respectable program, all that. And that's all the reasons why Texas A&M won't hire him. They won't mm-hmm. hire him. And I told Parker this earlier. My wish list at number one is what, what I hope A&M does. I hope they hire Lincoln Riley, man. I, I hope they bring that soft-ass head coach <laughs> mentality to that overrated-ass uh, program that's already there because Texas A&M needs the right blueprint is what they need, man. They need the right blueprint. And the worst blueprint they could bring in is old Mule Shoe Lincoln Riley with his high-flying offense and great quarterbacks and no defense whatsoever. One avenue to win a football game. Yeah, I could tell you exactly how that would go in the SEC. please. Please, A&M, overpay for that overrated head coach. It would be well, magnificent. Um, what, do you, uh, uh, what do you think, though? Honestly, I mean, he's, he, he's, he's done some good stuff as a defensive coordinator, but not like, not overwhelmingly great. I mean. You're talking about Elko he put, here? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in 2018 at A&M, you know, they were. They had the number two rush defense in the country, but they were 107th pass. They were 34th overall. I mean, the best he's ever done as a as a D coordinator, you know, at the Power Five level was in 2020 in the COVID shortened year. Texas A&M had the ninth ranked overall total defense. I mean, and that's good. Having a top ten defense is is excellent, but it's not like. That has been some type of consistent thing with him. The here's what the odds makers have. Yes, you can bet on anything these days, including the next full time head coach at Texas A and M. Jeff Trailer is the favorite at plus three hundred. He's the UTSA mm. head coach. Uh, actually, uh, Mike Elko is also at plus three hundred. So your two favorites are Jeff Trailer and Mike Elko. Kalen DeBoer is next at plus five hundred. The head coach at Washington. Dan Lanning is next at plus 600. Might as well light $100 on fire if you want to bet on that. Eli Drinkwitz at Mizzou is plus 900. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Then you go Lance Leipold, Chris Kleiman, P.J. Fleck, 
Cliff Kingsbury, James Franklin, Lane Kiffin, Mike Norvell, Urban Meyer, and Deion Sanders. Hmm. I don't know much about Jeff Trailer other than he's done a really nice job at UTSA. Um, but that's someone who's brought some stability to an otherwise, you know, a program that hasn't had a ton of su- success historically. Yeah. No, they've they've done good. Um, you know, he's I guess his his total record there as a head coach, which that's the only place he's ever been head coach. He is thirty-seven and thirteen, seven and five his first year in twenty twenty. Then twelve and two in twenty one and uh, eleven and three in twenty two and uh, this year, in so far they're seven and three. I guess if, as long as that's right, seven and three. Okie to Tom says year. Kingsbury is a possibility, just like Muleshoe. Please let that happen. Please, I I can't imagine. Let Cliff be the head coach there. I can tell you exactly how that's going to go. Uh, I, I guess I would be surprised if they went the Kingsbury route, which, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a, it's a bad route to go. I mean, you got a coach that knows offense that can probably get you much better off in the quarterback department, but you know, he's had a lot of opportunity and hadn't had a lot of success. Losing record at Texas tech. He had Patrick Mahomes there. Uh, we saw what happened in Arizona. I just I, I don't see why you'd want to hire Cliff. It's just going to be really good offenses and terrible defenses in in that conference. That's just not going to work, man. That's that's not that's not sustainable. That's well, why I when I look at head coaching hires, I got to look so much at the blueprint, like ha- how they want to go about that job. And that's why I hate the idea of someone like Cliff Kingsbury. I, I mean, I love it personally. I think it's great. I would just if I was an A and M fan, thank God I'm not. I would hate that type of hire. Right. I just, you know, I Elko, I, I think he's a really good coach. I think he's doing a good thing at, at Duke. But think about this, Tyler. Would you really spend $75 million to hire Mike Elko? <laughs> but you're thinking about how we would do it, like how we no, would go about no, no, it. But, no, but, no, I, no. but I know I know what you're saying. Like to hire a head coach that's 15 and eight at Duke, he's doing a nice job. But right. to pay 76.6 million dollars, the largest buyout by far, to go hire the Duke head coach? No, I I, I get you. That's man. what I'm saying, and that's the thing is, yeah, they've got a lot of money. And they got a lot of alum that are willing to, to give that money. But I, it, you've got to be able to go as an athletic director to some of these big donors and say, hey, guys, I, I know who the next coach is here, and if we can put the money together to, to buy out Jimbo Fisher's contract, we can get it done. Okay, who is it? Mike Elko at Duke. I mean, I'm sorry, but. It just that doesn't make sense to me for to get everyone excited to pony up that type of money. Yeah, you tell the donors Mike Elko, and they say, "Come on, dude, come on." That's what the donors say back to the AD. It's the same thing with with Jeff Trailer at UTSA. I mean, he's done a good job at UTSA. He hadn't done like I. It it just seems like that's a lot of money, and I. A, a massive ordeal to go get the guy that's at the University of Texas San Antonio up the street or down the street or what, however it is to to College Station. You know what I'm saying? No, I get like, you. I got those you. two names make sense for them to hire, but it doesn't make sense financially for them to go try and sell it to donors like this is who we're going after. I mean, you got to have a name. Like that's why I think it's. That's why I think it's. It, Personally, I, it makes sense for me that it's Lincoln Riley for a bunch of different reasons. Maybe it's not. Um, he did but have a couple of sick Lincoln, days a few weeks ago. I, he had sick days. They waited until he was out of the conference championship talks whenever they lost to Oregon. That's whenever they fired Jimbo. And then he spun it like Bjork said something about, like, I, I don't know. Well, it didn't even make any sense. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Like, they already knew they were going to fire him, but – they waited. I, it just it it all makes sense, but you know that doesn't mean that's the case. But if it ain't Lincoln Riley, it better be Urban Meyer. 
because there's there's no one else that I that that would make me think donors would be behind shelling out that type of money. One more. Why is no one mentioning Chip Kelly from the 405? Well, because there's a chance Chip Kelly doesn't have a job in two weeks. Um, there's some talk that if he loses to USC this week that he could get fired at UCLA. There's there's just no way. I mean, Chip Kelly's a good football coach, and I, I think UCLA's insane if they fire Chip Kelly. Um I mean, that's as much success or more that UCLA's had in a long time. But it's the same thing. Are you, do you Can you imagine a alum saying, yeah, I'll give $30 million to go get Chip Kelly, who's done what at UCLA here recently? Nothing. There's just no way. Hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that is interesting. All right. Quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next here from Dorsey Jones, Butte, GMC. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Mike Steely here for Cabins Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cabins is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cabins is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cabins Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cabinsgroup.com. Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. It's time. All we want to think about is football and basketball season, but it's also insurance season. November 1st to December 15th is open enrollment for your individual medical coverage. It's the time you need to pick a new plan or update your income to avoid tax penalties. If you're uninsured, it's the only time to buy your individual medical plans for 2024 without a qualifying event. Call Allison Insurance at 405-745-2968 or 800-580-5587. It won't cost anything and could save you a lot. They say if you don't like the weather in Oklahoma, wait five minutes and check it again. No, not there yet. Ah, that's more like it. Being comfortable is important. And if it's minus five degrees or 100 degrees, Norman Air has you covered. Our impeccable quality and unbeatable service is what sets us apart from our competitors. It's just part of our mission to keep Oklahoma comfortable. Visit normanair.com for all your heating, air, plumbing, and electrical needs. Norman Air, service to the max. It's almost like Broadway in Norman OK. It's Susical the Musical, so come on and come play. See Horton the Elephant, use care and not Mike when he helps to save all the who's every night. From Yertle the Turtle to the Cat in the Hat, Thing 1 and Thing 2, and the Grinch with his sack. A whole world of Seuss waits for you and for me. So come to the Sooner Theater with the whole family. The Sooner Theater presents Susical the Musical December 8th through the 17th Tickets on sale now at SoonerTheater.org. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. 
Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em. Remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. It is What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by Yalagosny Law. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer? At Yalagosny Law, communication is a priority. Give them a call, 405-800-8080, 405-800-8080. It's Yalagosny Law. Let's get to it. Store number one is. Well, I'll start here. Last night's Monday night football game was Ish. interesting. And the way it ended was wild. Broncos, you know, they do the hurry-up field goal. Russell Wilson snaps it, gets in the middle of the field, goes down. They rush off the field. Field goal team rushes on the field, snap it, get the kickoff in time, and it's wide right. Oh, but there's a flag on the play. The Bills, in their rush to get their field goal block team out there, somehow mix up personnel. They got 12 players on the field. Resnap it. Kick is good naturally. That's how it works, right? And the Broncos win the football game, and then we have to hear a bunch of cringeworthy interviews from Russell Wilson after the game. Um, this is interesting, though. I see this video in this tweet. Is that stick him on the holder's hand for the Broncos? He's got like a, a big. On the back of his right hand, he's got like a big, like, pine tar-looking blob. And that's actually illegal, per the NFL rules, to use anything like that to help, you know, kick a field goal, stick them, or anything otherwise. Pretty interesting that someone spotted that. The the eye in the sky never lies, Tyler. Yeah, well, uh, they're, they're lucky that that – I mean, jeez – I don't know why – well, I know why you don't call a timeout with 18, 20 seconds left. Um, I think everyone still remembers what the Chiefs did against the Buffalo Bills a couple of years ago. But you normally just take the timeout there and you know just set up the field goal so you don't have to run. Because not only does the field goal team have to run on, they got to switch the football as well. And credit mm-hmm. the officiate. Like, they got the ball in quick and ready to snap it, but it's just this – it's just extra level of hurry that I think probably pushed that ball right. Broncos got lucky last night. Yeah. Yes, they did get lucky. And uh, as a result, somehow the Bills have fired their offensive coordinator as a result of not of having 12 guys on the field to, on the field goal block on defense. Ken Dorsey. They fu- Boy, that's a childhood name for fire. me. That's a childhood name for me. Former quarterback at Miami. Now Joe Brady. All right. Uh, uh, another name familiar with OU fans. Going to take over as offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe Brady uh, was the hot name just a handful of years ago, right? So, no, that was wild uh, the way that that game finished. And the Broncos, even though I can't stand their quarterback, there's a ton of OU guys there. There's they're starting to do something. Oh, okay, by they're the not way, out of it. Speaking of those guys, uh, they're not throwing to Marvin Mims. Let's see. This has been making the rounds on uh, Twitter today. Let me find exactly where it's at. Anyway, it, it's a it's a video, and Mims is signing autographs before the game to Broncos fans there in Buffalo. Bills mm-hmm. fans are chanting at him like, "You're gonna get locked down. You're gonna get locked." This this is Marvin Mims that you're gonna hear. You're locked up. Nothing. Zero catches. Zero catches. He don't throw it to me anyway. So if you couldn't hear that well, Bills fans are yelling at him saying he's going to have zero catches, and Mim says he didn't throw it to me anyway, talking about Russell Wilson. So That is pretty good. Um, I, the only other thing I've got is, did you see they made an, uh, an arrest in that, you remember that hockey situation overseas where the guy got, Oh, the blade on the, yeah. The, 
the the skate sliced his his throat, his neck, and he bled out and died. They made an arrest um, on the guy that did it, and that whole situation is crazy. And I got to tell you, I'm not a not a hockey player. Only been on ice skates a handful of times. It looked like he kicked him on purpose to me. Now, did, does it look like he meant to like slice his neck open with the skate? I can't go that far, but it looked like he tried to kick him on purpose. So I, that whole situation's wild. That's so, all I got. So I, I love this. Uh, Bill Conley has the college football top seven sixty. So it's mm. every single team in the country, FBS through NAIA rankings. Yeah. Here's the schools in the state of Oklahoma, how they're ranked in the top 760. OU is at 10. This is S&P Plus ratings. OU's at 10. OSU's at 46. Tulsa at 132. Southern Nazarene at 332. UCO at 379. Southeastern at 432. OBU at 437. ECU East Central at 450. Oklahoma Panhandle State at 578. Southwestern Oklahoma State at 587. Northeastern State at 590. And Northwestern Oklahoma State. Ride Rangers Ride back at 593. Hey, I think we probably we probably rank uh, pretty highly in, in states that have the top most teams in the in yeah. the top six hundred. Well, from top to bottom, it's the best state when it comes to college football. We should go off of uh, that ranking for the Big Twelve tiebreaker. Oh yeah. Well, but since OU didn't play East Central, then Oklahoma State gets to go since they played Southern Nazarene. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, a lot was made about Dabo's comments for the A&M job and, and, and what he said. I was um, also interested in what he said about Tyler Venables, and I, I guess I didn't think about it. I forgot that he still had a son playing there. Mm-hmm. I guess Tyler Venables has been hurt most of the year, and he's going to come back this week. He was scout team player of the week last week, and he plays in the secondary for him, but basically – Dabo said, quote, everybody loves Venables, man. He's been a coach for us. He's been on the headset. He's going to be a great coach one day. I think it's been a good perspective for him as we have gone through games and stuff, end quote. So, sounds like at least one of the Venable sons will be a, will be a coach at one point. He's good. He's, he's a good player. Safety. Uh, I think he plays safety. At least he started as yeah, a safety. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he played some as a true freshman for In him. 34 games, he's tallied 98 tackles, 5.5 for loss, a sack, and an INT, and 7 PBUs. And 716 yeah. defensive snaps. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good player. Um, yeah, no, that, that's interesting. Now, what was what was his comments about the, the A&M job? I didn't hear that. Well, let me, let me uh, find it exactly what he said so I don't totally uh, butcher it. But um, I'm trying to scroll here on my... And, and find exactly. Okay, I'm just focused on this job. Always have been. Just trying to beat North Carolina. It must be November. That's all I can say. Yeah. So that was not the Dan Landing response. No, it wasn't. But it's probably not the Dan Landing response because I he is he's not an up and comer. He's an established guy. Makes ten million plus a year. Has won multiple championships at that spot. I probably just doesn't want to give it any any like serious response uh, at I all. Think he if wants you give to it show any... up those spoiled Clemson fans is what he wants to do. I'll make him pay now. Well, maybe that's the wrong place to go. If if you're worried about the fan base being bad, that may be the wrong place to go. A and M. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap up our number two next. Here from Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the K Ref app. Mike Steele here for Cabins Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cabins is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cabins is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cabins Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cabinsgroup.com. 
Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion, communication, and emotional support. Here, you're not just a patient, you're family. Let us stand with you on your journey to healing. To learn more, visit OklahomaBreastCenter.com or call 405-307-2623. It's the season for giving thanks, and Dorsey Jones in El Reno wants to thank you by offering the nicest selection on all new 2023 Buicks, like the 2023 Buick Envisions. Take up to $7,000 off the MSRP for qualified buyers. Several to choose from right now at Dorsey Jones in El Reno. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81 exit 125 in El Reno or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. Your equipment search ends here. Now that's a bold statement. But at Purple Wave Auction, it's true. See for yourself at PurpleWave.com. Purple Wave is your online marketplace for ag and construction equipment, utility vehicles, trucks and trailers, and yes, even a classic car or two. Bidding is straightforward and simple. No reserves, no minimum bids. Ready to get started? Head to PurpleWave.com. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. The holidays are coming, and Balfour can help you make it a crimson and cream Christmas this year. There are lots of Sooner ornaments for your tree, as well as tree skirts, stockings, Santa hats, Christmas cards, and other decorations. You can also find something for every OU fan on your list, with choices for every age. Balfour has infant and children's, women's and men's apparel from great brands like Jordan, Nike, Champion, Antigua, Hype, and Vice, and others. And they are more than just a t-shirt shop with polos, game day overalls, dress shirts, sweaters, and layering pieces for chilly days. When it comes to hats, Balfour has you covered. You will also find tailgating supplies, home and kitchen items, automotive and golf accessories, and even something for your dog. Locally owned and on historic campus corner for more than 45 years, Jerry and Libby wish you the best for the holiday season and invite you to stop in for all of your OU gear. Or you can shop online at crimsonbrown.com. Balfour of Norman, where you will find everything sooner. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal on a van, across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas, brilliantly executed, can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Call Fast Signs of Norman, 405-701-2890. Scammers often try to dupe veterans to steal the VA benefits they've earned. Scammers may try to obtain sensitive information or collect payments over the phone, offer to move assets in order to qualify for pension, insist benefits may be sent directly to a friend or caregiver, or promise to manage benefits or file a claim for you. VA will never charge you for processing a claim, and only VA can determine eligibility. To report suspicious activity, visit va.gov forward slash OIG forward slash hotline. Are you looking for a luxury apartment for rent in Norman? The Falls at Brookhaven offers stunning two- and three-bedroom spacious floor plans with large walk-in closets, washer and dryer hookup, and a fabulous kitchen in a well-maintained, calm environment. From plush carpet to sleek stainless steel appliances to a pool, 24-hour fitness, and two dog parks, the Falls at Brookhaven has it all. Call our locally owned and operated community at 405-701-8233 or go online to thefallsatbrookhaven.com for a free tour and see what living in luxury is like. Why did I wait so long to see a retina specialist? Retinal disease can steal your eyesight, but it doesn't have to. Patients who seek care from a retina specialist have the best chance of preventing vision loss due to age-related macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy. AMD symptoms to look out for are distortion or warping of straight lines, as well as blurred or loss of central vision. Patients with diabetic retinopathy should seek treatment if they notice the appearance of spots or floaters or blurred and distorted vision. Visit seeforalifetime.org. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. Cool news today, Drake Stoops is named a finalist for the Burlesworth Award, which is given to the best former uh, former or current walk-on in college football. Stoops is joined on the list by James Madison, nose guard James Carpenter, 
and Missouri running back Cody Schrader. So he's one of three finalists there for the Burlesworth Trophy, which mm. Baker won once. I think he won it twice, actually. Yeah, I think, I think Baker won it twice. And uh, kind of sad, though. This will be the final true road game where we hear Stoops yeah. all throughout the stadium after he makes a play. I know it. It's crazy, right? Um, I In my um, – uh, so at Rudy's every week, Toby asked me for a bold prediction for the game. And uh, I said that Drake Stoops is going to – have the most catches he's ever had in one game oh, man. Saturday. So that would be 13 catches. Uh, well, okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against it at this point. Because well, I think he had 12 against State and 10 against uh, WVU. I mean, predicting anyone to ever get 13 catches is definitely a, a bold uh-huh. take. But at this point, it's, well, if they throw it to his way 13 times, that's, that, that number is going to get there. Well, here's the thing. You know, Coaches and 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 staffs. There's no doubt that they look at the statistics in the conference of of what guys are. I mean, every time Coach Venables comes to a podium after a game, I mean, he lists off like 15 things that happened yeah. in that game. You know, statistically with players. I think he even and, mentioned last night about the record that Drake had, right? Or it was the most catches since yeah. the last two. Yeah. So he knows what's going on. He knows what's going on, and you got a chance now to have a guy lead the conference in receptions and possibly get close to leading in uh, yards, receiving yards. I don't know what his, his total number is, but he's, let's see, he's he's 80-some uh, yards behind, 90 yards behind Javon Baker at UCF, so... He's within reach if you go out there and you feed the beast. And I'll tell you, he's always open. Yeah, so he is. Always open. So wouldn't shock me. So that happened today. Lebby's named one of the 57 nominees for the Broyles Award, given to the best assistant coach. Nice. Nice. Yeah, top five scoring and total offense right now in the country. Pretty impressive. All right, quick timeout. Final hour of the rush is next. Right then, roll the music.